Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Grit, Fitness, and Performance Podcast. Uh, per usual, I'm your host, Chris Sanchez, and today I am sitting here in a robe, which I got for Christmas, some nice pajama pants, two things I didn't ask for, but two things I got. And I gotta tell you, I've never worn a robe in my life, ever, not a single time before year 33 on earth for me and I'm beginning to question how I was living my life up to this point because this is comfortable as all hell I am cozy I am snug granted I look like every father in every Christmas movie uh, known to man with you know my my my, my plaid pants and my plaid uh, bathrobe here but you know what I'm Comfortable as a motherfucker. So I don't care what anyone has to say. Not that you guys can even see me, but you can use your imagination. It's red plaid, and then my pants are are blue and silver, but they're also plaid. I'm very plaided out right now. And um, man, talk about comfort. I mean, this is great. I don't know why everyone doesn't wear a robe just around the house all the time. Or maybe you guys do. I don't. I, there's no way of me actually knowing that. But man, this is great. Um, so. Kudos, kudos to the gift givers this Christmas for giving me stuff that I didn't ask for, but apparently <laughs> really wanted. This is nice. Anyway, um, today we're going to talk about something that um, I've made posts about before, and I've probably talked about it on the podcast before, so I'm hoping this won't be a terribly long episode, but I want to talk about why it's better to be good instead of great. And the title of this podcast um, is a little misleading because what it should say is why it's better to be good consistently rather than great inconsistently. So sue me. I changed the title, you know, so you guys would have some sort of intrigue and, you know, some sort of mystery and you'd want to click on it. So my bad. But anyway, the idea of being good consistently rather than great inconsistently is something that we preach to our clients um, all the time. And it's something that applies to almost all aspects of life, whether it's your diet, whether it's your um, training and your workouts, your sleep, your finances. Um, I mean, you could literally insert any life category into that spot and this rule would basically apply. Um, so we're going to talk about, you know, why this applies to a, a, a number of things, more specifically the health related components. Um, but before we dive into that, if you guys, of course, like the podcast, leave a review if you can. I know a lot of these platforms don't even allow it. Um, go follow us on social media at Grit Fitness and Performance on Instagram, at Grit Fit Perform on TikTok, and of course on Facebook, or you can just visit our you know, our website, uh, gripfitnessandperformance.com. And um, yeah, go ahead and do that and tell all your friends to do it too. Um, so let's let's dive into this. Why, why is being good better than being great? So um, I think number one, when it comes to your diet, when it comes to your workout, the two things that we'll talk about most um, on this particular episode, being good consistently is always going to trump being great inconsistently because what you're shooting for, what you should shoot for um, when it comes to a 
sustainable approach to your health, your wellness, and your fitness. It's an 80-20 rule, and this is called the Pareto Principle. So if you're not familiar with that, go ahead and look it up. Um, But the 80-20 rule, so you're looking to be good 80% of the time and then to you know, let your hair down, so to speak, the other 20% of the time. So this isn't the exact Pareto's principle, which basically states that 20% of your work yields 80% of your results. But I mean, that applies to health and fitness as well. This 80-20 rule um, basically means 80%, 20%. So 100% of your time and your effort is divided up into 80-20. And if you can be good 80% of the time, over the course of a day, over the course of a week, a month, um, whatever you prefer to, you know, how, how you prefer to look at things. If you're good 80% of the time, you're going to make and you're going to see progress. And not being 100% on point and perfect all the time, it allows for flexibility from a mental, physiological, and social perspective. So if you're on 100% of the time and you're meal prepping and you're never missing a training session and you're getting your you know high intensity sprints in and you know you're 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 locked in 100% of the time all the time. That's great and I applaud you for that. But I would also be willing to bet that it's going to be taxing um, from a social aspect, from an emotional aspect, from a um, mental aspect. Um, and, and these things are going to start to break you down because you're so perfect all the time. So, I mean, just ask any physique competitor, any bodybuilder, any swimsuit uh, competitor, I don't know what they're called, but anybody who basically, you know, their job is to look incredible because they're on a magazine or they're posing for a show or they've got a photo shoot or whatever, those guys are locked in, especially when it comes to, you know, the weeks leading up to the big day, their shoot, their competition or something like that. But because they're so locked in, because they are great 100% of the time, all the time, every single day, um, they're also miserable. And I know I'm speaking in generalities here and I can't speak for everyone, but I have interacted and I have talked to a handful of physique competitors, bodybuilders um, in the past, and they all say the same thing. Like two weeks out from their show, they are miserable. They're dehydrated. They are not happy. They are having dreams about food. Um, They are having daily thoughts and fantasies about eating peanut butter on a piece of bread. And I mean, that's like... It's no way to live your life. And yeah, if you're getting paid for this type of thing and you need to be 100% all the time, that's fantastic. But I'm assuming and I'm guessing a lot of you listening to this right now are not in that category. So when you are striving to be 100% all the time with regards to your diet, your quality of life is going to take a hit. Um, And that's just the, you know, honest truth. It's the brutal truth for some of you that want to hear it. So that's why we preach about being good 80% of the time rather than great, um, you know, 100% of the time because it's just exhausting. It's, it's, it's not a sustainable way to try to, you know, get results and, and see success. And the good thing about your diet is you literally 
can't fuck it up. So, you know, a lot of people um, assume just because they had one bad day or one bad weekend and they, you know, they come in and they admit they're like, oh my God, Chris, I had such a bad weekend. It was so bad for us. I had two margs and then tacos and then, uh, then the flan came out. We were at a Mexican restaurant, obviously, if you couldn't tell. And then the churros came out. And then before I know it, I was back in my apartment eating a tub of butter. I'm like, my God, it was so bad. Yeah, that's a bad night. But your diet and your approach to health is a lifelong thing. So even though you had a terrible night that one night and you were just crushing calories like it was your job, in the grand scheme of things, between now and the day where you kick the bucket and you take a dirt nap, that one night accounts for like what? 0.001% of all the calories that you consumed in a lifetime. So when you think about it like that, and you get back on track the next day, and you aim to be consistently good after that point. Because obviously you can't be great, you just fucked up big time that night before. But if you get back on track the next day, and you focus on being good 80% of the time going forward, and you get back on that consistency that you were doing prior to that night, you're good, because you're back on track. And in the grand scheme of things, when you think about it, you really can't mess this up. Because it's a lifelong thing. And there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. But as long as your starting point is at a worse spot than your end point, you're making progress. It's just like a stock, you know, Tesla stock or Amazon stock or whatever it is. There are great days. There are terrible days. There are stretches of good days and there are stretches of bad days. But when you look at when these companies IPO'd and the stock was selling for what, like $19 a share or something like that, what are they at now? Like $2,000 from point A to point B, that's a ton of success, but it didn't happen overnight. These companies were consistently good 80% of the time. 20% of the time was a shit show. Sure. They had, you know, real bad days and 2020 happened and they had incredibly bad days and bad stretches. But you know what? Over the course of the long run, things worked out because they were consistently good. So you can't ruin your progress when it comes to your diet. So one of the things people will say to us when they come in to train or whatnot is they'll say, oh my God, I had a terrible weekend. Friday was bad. I overate. Saturday was bad. I overate. Sunday was bad. I overate. It was so terrible. I ate so bad. I drank. I ate sweets. I had, you know, I went back for seconds and thirds and it was just awful. And it was so bad. And I've ruined all my progress. So an analogy I like to say is, all right, well, so let, let's look at it this way. I'm assuming you probably have a budget of some sort, right? You know, you get your paycheck and then you divvy up how you're going to spend your money when it comes to things like, I don't know, your mortgage, your rent, um, your food bill, utilities, cell phone, all that stuff. So if you overspent, I don't know, $100 one weekend and you went a little bit over budget, are you just going to blow through your life savings now? Because, ah, fuck it. You know, I already spent more than I was supposed to. I went over my allotted budget for this one weekend. I I mean, what I buy, I might as well buy a Ferrari now. Because what's the point? I already went, I went over by $100. So, like, this is the mentality that some of, some of you guys out there have when it comes to your diet. Is, oh my God, I messed up. Um, and this is usually over the course of one day. 
I had a huge breakfast and I ate stuffed French toast with syrup and orange juice and then a mimosa and it was so bad. So at that point, I just, I binged and I ate a, a you know, a burger for lunch and that, you know, by then I was so gone. So I just ate, you know, a pint of Ben and Jerry's for dinner and then I washed it down with a, you know, a, a gallon of Cool Whip and then, I don't know, Slim Jims, whatever you guys are eating out there. Um, and it's like, yeah, it was a terrible day. Um, I'm not going to tell you that it was a good day, but in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter because this is a lifelong thing. Diet, health, wellness is a lifelong thing. You had a bad day. Big deal. Michael Jordan missed some shots. Wayne Gretzky lost some games. And you know what? They're still the greatest of all time because they showed up and they were consistently good every single day. Um, and you are the same way. Your diet is not dictated by one horrible meal, just like your diet is not dictated by one incredibly nutritious, healthy meal, okay? So if you eat like a, you know, a salad for lunch and it had salmon and, you know, an extra virgin olive oil dressing and then you washed it, like it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. You have to be consistently good all the time and that is more important than being great occasionally. So as long as you're focusing on being good, staying consistent 80% of the time. And I like to tell people to approach this on a weekly or a monthly basis. You know, daily is okay, but you can get a little neurotic. Just focus on being good 80% of the time. And don't focus on being incredible 50% of the time. Consistency is what's going to matter in the long run. So as long as you can focus on this with your diet, you're going to be in a fantastic spot. Um, no trainer out there is perfect 100% of the time. We all mess up. We're just like you guys, um, but we try to stick by these rules. Good 80% of the time and not great 50% of the time. And you know what? Training is extremely, er, extremely similar in that regard. So your workouts and how you approach your workouts is the same, same principles, same outlook, same everything. So when it comes to your workouts, I want you to remember something. And this was originally an idea by Dan John. If you don't know who Dan John is, he is one of the OGs when it comes to strength training, workouts. Very well-known guy, author, trained Olympians, uh, super cool guy. Um, but he's got a rule of five. And he says for every five workouts, one workout is going to be incredible. You're going to feel like a superhero. Three of those workouts are going to be unremarkable or normal. There's, you know, you went in, you punched the clock, you felt okay, and you left. And then one workout is going to feel like shit, okay? So that rule of five, you think about it. If you only show up on the days where you feel incredible, progress, progress, progress will not be made. If you skip the days where you feel like shit, progress probably won't be made because there's no guarantee that it's only going to be one day. It might be a stretch of seven days where you feel like shit. You skip that week, you're in trouble. Um, but if you focus on showing up for all five workouts and just punch the clock and you don't allow those workouts, the missed workouts, the ones where you feel like shit to snowball into two missed workouts or three missed workouts, then you're in a good spot. Because just like I said with diet, consistency is what's going to matter the most. You don't have to crush every single workout because you're not going to crush every single workout. You have to focus on being good 80% of the time. 
And the other 20% of the time, hey, who knows? Maybe you'll feel bad. Maybe you'll feel great. Maybe it's a mix of 10 and 10%. You don't know. But you have to focus on having good workouts 80% of the time, not incredible workouts 50% of the time. Our most successful clients at Grit Fitness and Performance, and you can define success however you want, fat loss, weight loss, um, muscle gained, strength gained, mobility gained, doesn't matter. But our most successful clients, um, without a doubt, are the ones who showed up consistently and put in the work, whether they felt like crap, whether they felt incredible, but they showed up and they kept showing up and they were kind of maybe, you know, unknowingly abiding by this rule of being good 80% of the time. I've got a handful of people in mind right now who abide by this rule. Um, I'll give them a shout out right here. So Peach, if you're listening, you're one of these people who showed up consistently, definitely didn't crush every workout. Um, and she had some incredible workouts, but most of the workouts were good. And she showed up and she made a lot of progress. Kim, you're another one. If you're listening, um, Joanne, um, Sophie, um, hopefully you guys are listening to give you a, a shout out, but these were the folks who showed up day one and they were good 80% of the time and they were consistent and they kept at it. And that's honestly what, what really matters. And you can apply this to, I mean, anything, obviously we're only talking about working out and eating, but you can apply this to sleep. You can apply it to stress management. You can apply this to spending money, studying. Um, I, I mean, literally any aspect of your life, if you are good 80% of the time and then great occasionally, you know, that's awesome. That's what you want. I mean, you're trying to make sustainable progress and the people who see rapid success are usually the ones who are striving to be great 100% of the time. And when the cameras shut off, so to speak, metaphorically, however you want to interpret that, and they can relax a little bit. A lot of these people fall off the bandwagon completely and then they lose all of their success and they, you know, basically revert back to where they were. And then they start the cycle all over again. They go super hard, super intense for, you know, a short period of time. They see rapid results, but then they slip up and they realize, oh, you know what? I can't lift weights seven days a week and do sprints and eat steamed broccoli every single day because uh, I will literally want to kill myself um, and it's just not doable. So I'll leave you with this. And it's, I mean, I've already said it basically, but it's a quote by Steve Martin, um, who obviously, if you're not familiar with him, is probably one of the most successful comedians of all time. Um, he says, it's better to be good consistently than great occasionally. And obviously he was talking you know, in reference to, I think, stand-up comedy when he said that. Um, but, I mean, it even applies there. So, I mean, if you heard about this guy, Steve Martin, oh, yeah, I went to, you know, two of his shows, and they, they were pretty good. But, you know, if someone else saw him, they're like, oh, yeah, I saw that Steve Martin, dude. He, he sucked, and I went to see him five times, and he sucked four of the times, and he was really good one time. Statistically, no one's going to want to see that. I mean, you know, unless you're feeling lucky. But anyway, um, this was kind of just a unplanned podcast. 
Um, but I felt it was necessary to remind everyone or teach those who are unfamiliar with this rule. But it's definitely better to be good than it is to be great, um, at least in this regard. Good 80% of the time is better than great 50% of the time. So use this approach to your diet. Use this approach to your workouts. And I guarantee you, over the course of the long run, long term, this approach is going to play out 10 times better than you killing yourself for amazing results in these basically sprint-like stretches of intensity. So give it a try. Maybe alter your mindset, how you kind of view and approach things, and I guarantee you it'll pay off in the long run. So with that, I'm going to end this episode, and I will talk to you guys next time.